Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Psalm 127, a song of ascents of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Blessed. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Blessed is the person who has lots of children, both physically and spiritually, biologically and in the family of God. Blessed is an interesting word. Uh, This is going to be an anticipation of our final psalm that we deal with next week. Um, Mocher, who has written some exposition on the Psalms, says there could be three interpretations. The first one we've seen a lot is happy. Uh, Happy in what one is doing or where one has been placed. Kind of links with the earlier Psalm that we had, Psalm 16, the boundaries uh, fallen for me in pleasant places. A second meaning of blessed is to be under God's blessing. A third element would be doing what is morally right. As I see this word, I see a combination. Basically, we will be most alive. A sense of happiness and delight, or if you choose uh, joy, uh, what we've referred to as abundant living, when we recognize that life is the flow or overflow of God's blessing into us and through us. Blessed is the person who recognizes that every son and daughter, whether biological or spiritual, has been the outflow of God. A full quiver is a a picture of fruitfulness. Uh, In John chapter 15, Jesus gives us this brilliant passage of vine and branches, and he says, "It uh, it is to the Father's glory that you bear much fruit. The psalmist here picks up a very interesting concept in the Hebrew word. He should not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Uh, The Semitic culture was very much an honor culture, and shame was something that could just wear a person down. We've seen in the Psalms that they're often addressing the fact that we have enemies in life and that uh, life can be challenging. We also need to remember that in that biblical world, there was not social security or necessarily saved retirement funds. Your children were the ones who were going to take care of you in your latter years so that you could live in peace and rest and uh, not continue in the toil uh, of life as it was. This passage is uh, speaking about not only the potential of a great legacy, but how that legacy feeds back into you. 
as you mature in life and as you move through the process of gaining wisdom in those latter days. What's the so what of this passage? Well, for me, it's a, a reminder of the biblical worldview that distinguishes between blessing and curse. God provides the space for us to live out blessing. Blessed is the person. When we acknowledge that God is the one pouring into our lives and we begin recounting all the things that he has done to make our lives fruitful and purposeful, his engagement in us, uh, all of a sudden it turns to an expression of praise and thanksgiving and gratitude and a sense of rest for the future that he will care for us. The now what is a reminder that we've heard over and over is to simply cooperate with God's plan and way. Uh, next week, we're going to pick this up of how to stay on the road of blessing, on the path of blessing. Uh, it's laced throughout the scriptures. Uh, these Hebrew scriptures were preserved to us. This was Jesus' word. Paul actually says to the church, these things have been written down for you as an example so that you would not fall like the people before you. Uh, he wrote that to the church in Corinth. To the church in Rome, he said, these things are written down to encourage you and give you hope. You see, God has done certain things in the past that he's continuing to do today, and I can trust him in my life. Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve. To give and not to count the cost. To fight and not to heed the wounds. To toil and not to seek for rest. To labor and not ask for reward. Save the only reward of knowing that I am doing your will. For I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.